I didn't see it. I really have no desire to see it. But when I was 11 years old, a very popular movie was called Love Story, featured Ally McGraw. And it's got a line in there that I heard, I saw, I was exposed to as an 11, 12, 13-year-old. The line is, love means never having to say you're sorry. Wow, was that bad for me to think that's what love is. I have since learned love means, oh yeah, I say I'm sorry and a lot and so much more. I'm John Fuller, joined by Dr. Greg Smalley and his wife, Erin. They lead the Focus Marriage team here. And Erin, what would your definition of love have been when you and Greg first got married? Oh, gosh. When we first got married, I thought Greg was going to solve it all. You know, (laughs) that I was going to, any pain I had, he was going to take care of. He was going to solve all my problems. He was going to teach me how to communicate, how to handle conflict, how to be confident in myself. I mean, he was set up for great failure. (laughs) Well, what what you're trying to say is I not only met but exceeded all those expectations <laughs> is really what I hear her Well, saying. and what I have learned since then is that only God can do those things. Mm-hmm. And that's not Greg's job. He wasn't designed to be my Savior. God is my Savior. I mean, I've walked into our marriage very wounded. I'd gone through a really tough situation that had shut me completely down. And, and I went in thinking now... I'll have someone who will affirm me, who will make me feel successful. I won't feel failed like I'd been feeling for a number of years. So even for me, walking in, I mean, we all do this, but I walked in this big old wound thinking that, that once I get married, this will all go away and she'll be like this this I'm a, I'm, medic yes, <laughs> to I was, my I was going to say, heart. I'm a nurse. And so, and back then I was working as a nurse that I would be able to prescribe the right treatment oh, for your heart. Well, love means a lot of different things to a lot of folks, and it can change over time. Let's go ahead and hear some wisdom and insight on the topic from Bob Lapine. He's a radio personality, a pastor, an author, and he and his wife have been married for over 40 years. And here's the conversation now with Jim Daly. You know, going back to the 60s, and you cover a bit of this in the book, I mean, the whole uh, free love kind of thing, the impact of that and the continual wave effect of that uh, 60s, 70s era, we're certainly, I think, still feeling the ramifications of that. But it feels like in the last 10, 20 years, we've moved so quickly away from a definition of marriage. Mm -hmm. What's happened? Well, I, I think in the 60s, we uncoupled marriage and sexuality and said these two don't necessarily have to belong together. You can have one without the other. That uncoupling was deleterious to families, to kids, to the culture. I mean, it's just had a a tremendous impact on where we are today. And then in the last 10 to 15 years, we've said, in fact, what is marriage anyway? Let's let's stop and think. And I'm old enough to remember the TV show Murphy Brown, where right. they said marriage is just any people who live together and love each other. Well, they were using a cheap view of love that won't sustain uh, a marriage. They, they were mischaracterizing. In fact, this is what's at the heart of, of what I wrote in Love Like You Mean It is the idea that we have a uh, a shallow and sandy view of what love is. And you try to build a marriage on that kind of sand, 
and it's not going to it's not going to stand. You yeah. need something tougher and deeper and the good news is the Bible gives us that tougher deeper definition. Now people listening are going to say, "Well, that's wonderful Bob Lapine knew that from the get-go." But when you <laughs> met when you met Marianne, I think in a cafeteria line, which is great. I love this. Uh, would you like an extra scoop of applesauce? <laughs> I don't know how that worked, but uh, were you in college or how did you uh, bump into Marianne? We were in college together. Both of us were working with Young Life as volunteer okay. leaders with Young Life. And we were on a retreat weekend and we were in line for dinner and I was a freshman. This was beginning of my second semester, my freshman year. I'm standing in line and there's a, a another coworker, a, a senior girl who was in, in line with me. And she said, you're a freshman? And I said, yeah. She said, oh, I thought you were like a junior or a senior. Because mm-hmm. so my head is swelling. <laughs> I'm just thinking, what you want to hear. This is awesome. And and Marianne was a few people back, uh-huh. but she'd overheard the conversation. And so a few minutes later, she said, you're a freshman, huh? And I said, yeah. What did you think? What, like, the she yeah, was right. going to lay it on thick, too. And she said, maybe a sophomore. <laughs> and I went, okay. So here's, here's a woman who knows reality. That's right. <laughs> so from that first little uh, jab were the, the seeds of what became our relationship. Now, the thing is, we started dating, and we'd been dating for like three weeks when I was already saying, you know, I love you. I had no idea the power, the weight of that word. I meant, I like being around you. It's better being around you than when I'm not around you. You make me feel good. So I was just saying, I love you like I would say I love ice cream and I love little baby pigs, you know, well, whatever. And that's what's so good about it because you learn from your own experience. Yeah. You, those terms that are should be weighty yes. and carry something, you, you were throwing them around. I was so careless with it and it threw her off because she's saying, what are you saying to me? Right. I, I told my boys as I was raising them, the first time you say I love you to a, a young woman, the next thing you say is, will you marry me? Wow. Okay, so yeah. that's that's how serious this is when you say I love you. Don't say it until you're ready to say next, will you marry me? All right, Greg, so uh, Bob said he wished he hadn't been so careless with that phrase, I love you, when he and his wife Marianne were dating. How do you encourage young couples to understand what I love you really means? Yeah, and I, and I really love Bob's heart behind kind of this this caution, this encouragement. But, John, honestly, the reality is that God created us to love him, to love others, as we love ourselves, and and so I don't think the problem is that we're telling others that we love them too soon. I think the problem is that we don't know how to truly love people from a place of being full, whole, and healthy as an individual. So I I think the problem is that we've turned love into a need. Mm-hmm. So when with my kids. It's not that I want to focus on why you shouldn't tell someone that you love them too quickly. It's to really to teach them what what does love really look like? What, is, what does that mean? And that's why teaching them how to be a, a healthy, full individual. I've told my kids, and it drives them crazy, but I've, I say to them, listen, I love your mom, but I don't need your mom. I need God. I don't need your mom. In in. I, it's not like I was telling my drama- five-year-old. Yeah, but you're being pretty dramatic with that statement. Yeah, because I wanted to, to to really help them understand that that I need God. 
in my life. I need him as the source of, of how I get full, how my heart gets full in this life, not their mom. And I would tell them, I, I want your mom. I want to be married to your mom until my very last breath, but I don't need your mom. I need God. And I need to learn how to be a, a healthy individual. Mm-hmm. Another place that this showed up was was even around how we we encourage kids around purity. And it's like that we make the focus on, well, just don't have sex. Versus really teaching them that, that God made it clear in the greatest commandment to love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. In other words, all of you. Don't just offer God your purity. Mm-hmm. That's a great thing. And, and, and again, I, I hope my kids will continue making that sort of choice. But, but I never made just simply being pure the goal. I made the goal to go, what does that look like to be well cared for um, emotionally, spiritually, physically, uh, mentally? And that's why more so than saying, don't tell someone that you love them too soon, is I want to keep reinforcing with my kids, how do you be such a well-cared-for individual? Two healthy individuals make for a healthy relationship and ultimately a healthy marriage. If I don't know how to be well-cared-for and somehow I'm putting my my hope that, well, Aaron will love me in certain ways, kind of like we were describing, mm-hmm. you know, when we walked into marriage, how we define love. That to me is the most important thing that we can do as a parent is to teach them God is your source. He He is the one that will fill you, not this other person. And here's what, what it looks like to be well cared for in those four areas, mentally, spiritually, physically, emotionally. And the better that we can help our kids do that, man, they're going to be set up so well to succeed in in their relationships and ultimately someday as a spouse. Got it. Well, Bob Lapine shared some excellent thoughts in that audio clip, and his book is called Love Like You Mean It. Uh, It's a wonderful read. It will help you whether you're a newlywed or maybe you're a seasoned spouse modeling what love really looks like to your kids. Um, get a copy of that book from us here at Focus on the Family. We're making it available for a gift of any amount to the ministry today. Uh, We'd ask you to consider uh, contributing to the work here. We do a lot to support your marriage. And if you've benefited in any way from these podcasts, um, go ahead and uh, donate today. We'll say thanks for your support by sending a copy of the book, Love Like You Mean It. Details are in the show notes. We also have links to a number of articles uh, that cover a wide variety of topics. One in particular is written by Dr. Gary Chapman. Uh, It's called How to Truly Love Your Spouse. I think you'll find that most helpful. It's free, and again, the link is in the show notes. Next time, Bob Lapine will be back to discuss how you can show a selfless kind of love to your mate. And for now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, Thanks for listening. I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast.